Welcome back to Mastering Ourselves with Keith and Charmaine Amber. Thank you very much for staying with us. We have today Dr. Davis Liu, author of Stay Healthy, Live Longer, Spend Wisely. So we were talking about the 19-minute appointment. So what are the patient etiquette do's and don'ts? Well, number one is uh, turn off your cell phone when you're um, in the doctor's <laughs> office. I, I can't tell you how often uh, patients um, have their hand up. Okay, phone. can you Take hold on, a doctor, just a minute? Just I just got to grab this call. Just just give me one It'll minute. It'll just be one minute here. <laughs> Depending on my mood, I might just get up and leave and then get the hand. <laughs> oh, uh, I bet. Usually the big one. Number two, I say address your doctor by his full professional title. Um, there is this kind of. Um, familiarity that you're seeing with certain generations now they're saying your first name and they're kind of casually saying can you do this for me instead of kind of asking if this is the right thing to do oftentimes doctors are going to have to tell you some really tough things to do uh, tests you don't want to do things you don't want to see or do uh, treatments that you know are, are very debilitating and yet you know you need to do it so I would say you need to distance that familiarity just a little bit just to make sure that you're getting the right advice and that your friend here isn't kind of saying, well, you know, this test is way too hard for you, you should probably skip it, and when in fact that's probably the wrong advice. So I think those two major things, uh, turn off your cell phone, get your full attention to the doctor, uh, and to so make sure that you get the right information you need, and then make sure you give that professional title uh, he or she kind of earned. That way you're making sure that you're always getting the right unbiased advice. And, of course, what we talked about before the break is try the best you can to not be excessively expressive and uh, get the information out clear and concise so that uh, you can both be on the same team quickly. What is your DATE? Yeah, so research shows that patients only remember about half the stuff we tell them in the office, which I understand because often there's a lot of information. So I came up with this mnemonic DATE, D-A-T-E, so that you can help remember what happened in there because you spent a lot of time and effort. The D stands for what is the diagnosis. And get this written down in medical terms, which might be important sometimes when your doctor says it, so you can research it later. A is for what additional test procedures or interventions are needed at this point. That might be blood work, might be an x-ray, maybe a referral to maybe help the doctor pin down the correct diagnosis. The next letter is that T, what is the treatment option? Is it medication? Is it something simple as dietary changes and exercise? Is it a physical therapist? And then E the last part is when should you expect to get better, when should you expect to come back, and what, when should you come back for a further evaluation. So uh, if you remember the diagnosis, what additional tests or procedures need to be done, what's the treatment, and then finally when should you expect to get better, when should you follow up for the evaluation. That will really help you. I do want to add really quickly, when you get any tests done, whether it's x-rays or lab work, you always, always, want the results. Never, ever accept the phrase, no news is good news. That doesn't work <sighs> because it can't tell you how many times you hear it on the news. Somebody didn't get their blood test done. They assumed it was normal because the doctor said, don't worry about it. And guess what? The test was tagged to someone else's file, never got to the doctor's office. Doctor didn't have a system in place to follow up, as we talked about infrastructure. Oh, right, right, right. So now the patient is, oh, never, ever expect no news is good news. Demand you want a result, a phone call, a postcard, something that you know the doctor if, had his eyeballs on it. If not, you should call your doctor and make sure that they got the test re- that you did. That's really good advice. Also, how often do we want to uh, pursue a second opinion? 
You know, that's very important. Uh, and don't be shy about asking for a second opinion. When it comes to our life, often major points in our life, people will give us second opinions. When you're trying to get married, everyone you know wants to give you a second opinion. When it comes to major things like, uh, let's say you've got cancer or some major surgery coming up, ask for a second opinion. Doctors, when their patients ask for second opinions, I mean, when, you get, when you're buying a new car, you're getting a second opinion. So you should ask for a second opinion. Don't be afraid. Good doctors understand that you're going to ask for a second opinion because they know it's a very serious thing you're facing. Right. Don't be shy about it. Ask for it. Um, you know, everyone should ask for one for serious things. If it's like a cold or other thing, right. I probably wouldn't recommend that. But yes. only about one in three patients, when they should get a second opinion, ask to ask for one. And do they, uh, are they concerned that they're going to hurt the feeling of the doctor? You know, I think it's more of the, uh, uh, I think uh, there's a couple things. One is um, they assume that the doctor is giving the right advice, which can be or cannot be true. There's more ways than one to approach a problem. So you maybe want to pick a second opinion just to make sure that's the right way. I, I Maybe people are concerned they're going to hurt a doctor's feelings, but I'll tell you, doctors aren't shy when they're patients. They'll ask for second opinions. And good doctors, actually, especially the ones that are treating serious illnesses, will actually ask you, would you like a second opinion? Just to yes. make sure that, you know, the information yes. they're giving you is on the up and up. Yes, mm-hmm. yes. Okay, we're going to talk about being seduced by slick marketing. So behind drug ads, you say when you see an ad for medication, one of the following applies. It could be brand new. It could be an existing drug that the FDA approved for another illness. You want to talk more about this? Yeah, absolutely. So um, number one is if if a company is spending a lot of money um, promoting a medication, like Merck did uh, years ago with their pain medication, Biox, which outspent Budweiser for beer and Pepsi for their cola, um, you've got to ask yourself, why are they pushing so hard? And the reason is (laughs) it's a new medication. They want to make sure you're aware of it. Uh, It's a new medication. that uh, used to be uh, was it was about to be generic, and so they have a newer version out to kind of get the market share. Um, why is that important for you to know? Number one is um, if it was really that good, let's say, you don't need advertising to tell you that. The doctors will be handing it out. Not only that, they'll write it for you. They say, no, 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 that stuff's worthless. I mean, look, let's talk about just uh, advertising in general, Coca-Cola and Pepsi. There really isn't a huge difference in my mind, some would argue there is, between the two. But they're trying to differentiate it so that they can say, aha, mine is better than yours. But that's why they spend so much money on uh, pharmaceuticals for the reason they're saying ours is better when, in fact, the FDA's approved most medications these days are a Me Too drug, another cholesterol drug, another allergy drug, another heartburn drug. And then they spend millions and millions of dollars trying to convince you that one is better than the other. And yet when research pans it out, they're all about the same. Hmm. So you've got to be really wary now. A prescription advertisement on TV, though, might be a good segue to ask your doctor, well, what do you think about the condition the advertising is talking about, allergies or heartburn? Don't Try not to mention the medication by name because research shows doctors will give it to you, the exact one you asked for. Mm-hmm. Yes. Even though when they ask the doctors later how they felt about it, they're mostly ambivalent about writing it for you. So crbestbydrug.org uh, is a good place to go check these out? Yes, it's very unbiased. Our research that tells you what drugs are in their class, cholesterol, heartburn medications, allergies, um, are you know best in class. Mm-hmm. And if you don't have insurance or very little uh, drug coverage, they'll tell you what is the best value. And honestly, if drugs are heavily marketed, often it's because 
they're just the same as another one. So what you just said was, before this last thing was, the doctor will write you a prescription, but when asked later, he's rather ambivalent. In other words, you know, I could go either way, but I gave it to them because they asked for it. Well, again, because they're pressured under time to get people through the office, uh, because it probably they want, I mean, how many people really want to hear, uh, you know, no, this is actually not as good as something that's older. In fact, you know, if Vioxx, if I told you ibuprofen is better than Vioxx, yeah. you had Dorothy Hamill skating on Vioxx ads, yeah. are you going to trust me on that or are you going to trust the ad? Isn't and so unfortunately, I'm, I'm in an untenable situation, even though I might be right, and unfortunately it takes time to f- figure that out, yeah. you're not going to believe me. Right. Uh, and so that's the issue. You the don't get duped into slick marketing. Um, new and exactly fancy. Yeah, they think new and fancy is better maybe than old and stable. You know, that's so true. It's panning out. If you watch the news, you'll see all these drugs that are recently FDA approved get recalled over and over and over again. It's you know, quite scary, in fact. So, yes, don't dupe it. But you can use the ad as a segue, but be sure to tell your doctor, look, I don't want that medication that I just talked about. But I want to talk about the condition I'm worried about. And that gives the doctor a breathing room because they're under pressure. They'll just write it for you instead of telling you the pros and cons about it. So, you know, they have these tremendous ads for soda. And a lot of these sodas, they have like a 10 uh, teaspoons of sugar in them that just, you know, help you get obese and, and diabetic and all kinds of things. And you can pour these sodas down the drain if your drain's stuck and it'll clear the drain out. <laughs> <laughs> so you can't trust your advertising. You just can't. So what are the four questions you want to ask your doctor about medications? Uh, yeah, well, when you're going to get any treatment, just ask your doctor just a few things. Number one, is it necessary to begin with I take a medication? Uh, number two, is it essential I take that particular brand or that particular product? Number three, is this medication proven to be effective? Proven to be effective for my condition. I see. And number four, are there less expensive alternatives that are equally as effective and proven to do what it's supposed to? Because I can tell you in my career, I've heard about new medications at uh, uh, at various um, venues, and they weren't proven to save lives. Uh, they weren't proven to do well. In fact, the news just saw it, talked about Merck's cholesterol. Not to not to gang up on Merck. I mean, they're actually not the only uh, company that had these drugs. But they talked about a new medication called Vitorin, uh, which is a cholesterol-lowering agent, and found it was no better than the Zocor um, or Zetia in preventing um, plaque buildup in the carotid arteries. And even though it's newer and touted as newer, and actually seems it should do as well, but yet it has never been proven at this point to save lives. So, again, make sure it's effective. Are there alternatives that are just as good? Is it necessary to even take medication? Is it necessary that particular brand the doctor's writing you for? And how, doctors, about, go ahead. and how about generic? Well, that's the thing about less expensive alternatives. There are generics. Um, yes. People need to understand generics are just drugs that used to be branded and just came off patent. They're just as good as they were before. If they don't have the slick marketing and I patent see. protection. I see. They're just not the new fancy dancy off the... Well, I'll tell you, we sure are stuck in those realms, aren't we, the American people? Just, it's got to be the new big flashy or, or we don't trust it. So is there a medication that you know of that's really good for 
cleaning out arteries without too bad of side effects? Uh, well, if you talk about the cholesterol class, I mean, Lipitor is probably the most heavily uh, prescribed in the country. But uh, Zocor, which is the uh, one that just went generic last year and was a brand drug two years before and is made by Merck, funny enough, um, has actually been shown to save lives. And actually, that is one of the ones that um, that and another older one called Mevacor is actually listed on the uh, Consumer Reports Best Buy Drugs Report. Um, so there are plenty of drugs out there. Again, the only time I tell people that you may need a drug that's the newest and greatest is when it comes to cancer. That might ah, be life and death. Yes. That might be life and death. Well, then maybe newer is better because at that point you kind of want to bring out your best and very brightest. Very good point. Or, yeah. or AIDS maybe or something or like that. Or maybe AIDS, right. But other yeah. ones kind of like blood pressure we've had you know, experience for 50 years. Right. Uh, cholesterol, allergies. I mean, right. heartburn. Right, right, right. I mean, newer is not better. So is there a website or one of these that you've already given us perhaps that tells you if pharmaceutical ads are really telling the truth? Uh, you know, I, I, I would think that if it sounds too good to be true, <laughs> it, 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 I mean, you don't need a website to tell you that. There uh, you there's go. There's no free lunch out there. Pay very good attention to those little disclaimers they kind of blast through in two seconds because those are usually the most important things. And then really have an honest discussion with your doctor. Um, and ask them, look, I don't really want this medication. I just want to talk about the symptoms or illness it treats. Are there something as good but not as expensive? And often there are very many, a lot of alternatives good. that you have a frank discussion yeah. with You have doctor. really good advice. We appreciate we it. We really do. It's very helpful. And that's our intent with this show is to have uh, helpful guidance for our uh, people out there, our listeners. So let's say you're, you have some kind of situation, health situation comes up. How do you pick the best doctor for or the best hospital and then the best hospital for your specific needs? Yeah, so finding the best doctor, if you're fortunate enough to actually have access to nurses or medical assistants or even doctors, ask them who, who they recommend. Mm-hmm. Oftentimes they often know who the best doctor is. Sure are. they would, yeah. Uh, because we, as patients, we judge quality based on did they listen to me, were they easy to get to, was they able to get the appointment quickly, has nothing to do with whether or not the care provided is actually high quality. Right. We talked about ncqa.org right, yeah. website. Look them up on the report cards. And sometimes the state medical boards will have information about whether these doctors were sued, where they were trained, mm-hmm. and if they're board certified. And then hospitals. How would you find Very them? important. Leapfroggroup.org. They're a uh, nonprofit organization that's rating hospitals on how well they do in certain surgeries like open-heart surgery, uh, OBGYN deliveries, how quickly you get antibiotics to you if you have an pneumonia, and they rank hospitals based on this. Leapfroggroup.org? Yeah, yep. leap, leapfroggroup.org. Mm-hmm. All these websites are linked on my uh, website at www.davislu.com. Every yep. website we've talked about is linked on my website as reference. And what's interestingly enough is some hospitals submit no data. And the reason, that, there could be two reasons why. One, they don't have the infrastructure to submit Reports that says we give antibiotics within four hours if you have pneumonia, mm-hmm. or two, they do so poorly they'd rather not report because it's better <laughs> to say nothing than to say how poorly you do. Right. So Scary, isn't it? Very important to know. So all, all these lists, and these are very invaluable lists, are, you can find them at www.davisliu.com, right? DavisLuMD.com. MD, good. Yeah. yeah. So why why would one hospital be so much better than another? 
it goes back to the question, why would one doctor's office or doctor team be better than another? It's because the, the groups that do well have purposely chosen to take the steps to do well. For example, to get an antibiotic to a patient, it seems pretty simple. It would seem pretty simple. But in fact, there's a complex steps of what happens. Uh, if you're in an emergency room and have pneumonia, a doctor has to write an order. It says, nurse, please give this patient uh, antibiotic. The nurse has to take the order. The nurse has to get the order to the pharmacy. The pharmacy has to give the medicine back to the nurse. The nurse has to give the medicine to the patient and, and a, you know, in a timely manner. Well, there's so many steps in an emergency room, and it's so chaotic, that if the doctor writes the order and the nurse doesn't take it off for an hour or two because she's busy with someone else, yep. that's two hours gone, and you've got the pneumonia brewing, and it just adds up. So I gotcha. groups have to coordinate and have a purposeful system, infrastructure, and a belief they want to do the best care. Everyone wants the best care, but they need to have we're, a system we're, that's we're, important. We're out of time. Hey, we wanted to thank you a lot yes. for joining us tonight. Nice information. Dr. Davis, Liu, MD, stay healthy, live longer, spend wisely. Thank you. Thank you very much for the opportunity. Our pleasure. You take care.